You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is My First Love. Can you remember your first love? The neighborhood I grew up in was a very working class and family-oriented one. There were a lot of families with almost as many kids in their family as ours. So it didn't feel odd to come from a family of 10 kids. The streets were safe to be on until after dark. And not only did your family look out for you, often other families also ensured you were safe and enjoying yourself. It was a great place to grow up. Our immediate neighbours were two families that shared a duplex rental. The one family had five children and the other had two children. The family with two children were brothers, just slightly older than my younger sister and I. Since they enjoyed many of the same things, we became fast friends early on in our lives. The youngest of the two brothers and I really hit it off, as we were very adventurous and liked to laugh. Two things that were very important to me in relationships when I was younger, and still are. Since we were neighbours, it was very easy to spend time together, and boy did we spend time together. Our time together consisted of riding our bikes, laying on the grass, looking at the clouds, and trying to decide what shapes they represented, playing games of all kinds together with other friends. Games like Red Rover, Green Light, Red Light, Tag, Hide and Seek, as well as Hopscotch drawn on the sidewalk in front of our homes. Other times, we used the clothes from our playhouse and had elaborate parades down the street, or conducted a series of weddings, where we changed roles depending on the group of friends we were with. Sometimes I would be the bride, other times the groom, a bridesmaid, flower girl, or best man. We were very fluid in who had what role in the wedding parties we put together. But one thing was sure, we were always dressed up and asked our parents or older siblings to be guests at the event. One summer when I was but a wee lass, this dear friend and neighbour of mine asked if I would be his girlfriend, and I agreed that I would. He was in elementary school, and I was just starting to attend elementary school that fall, so I really was just a wee lass. I was really excited that he asked because I really cared about him and enjoyed being with him, even though the only thing I knew about what a girlfriend was was from watching my older sisters being girlfriends of boys that came to our home, and that being a girlfriend meant holding the boys' hands and kissing them. After we had established that I was his girlfriend and he was my boyfriend, several weeks later he asked if he could kiss me. I was even more excited now about our relationship, and so the two of us went behind the chimney of our home where he gave me a lovely sweet kiss on my lips to seal our relationship with one another. After that kiss, I must admit I was smitten with him, as much as you can be at such a young age, and was delighted that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. 
After he kissed me, I decided it was time to tell my mom about the change in our relationship. And I think by the time I came around, the seventh of eight girls, my mom was pretty used to hearing about girls smitten with boys. They knew, for she never flinched, but let me know that she was glad we were such close friends as she really liked him. We never kissed again, but at times would hold hands and giggle about being special to one another. As I look back upon that relationship, I would say it was my first love. A few years later, things were going to change in our relationship in a way I never anticipated. One day, after we had gone to the Eaton store downtown, together with my mom, to get our pictures taken in a photo booth, my boyfriend let me know that he would be moving away. I could hardly breathe after he told me that, as it seemed like my life was going to come to an end. Yes, I was very dramatic even then. I sat for a long time after he told me this and then started to cry. He reassured me that we would still see one another as they were only moving across the city and his parents had promised to bring him over to spend time with me. This was of no comfort at the time and I remember not only crying a lot but feeling like a part of my heart had been ripped out. The day came for the big move and it was very hard for me to watch his family pack all their belongings into a moving van and then have them all come over to say goodbye to us. We exchanged hugs and I whispered into his ear how much I would miss him and he responded that he would also miss me. Then he reminded me of the promise his parents made to bring him to see me and that I should hang on to that promise, which you can bet I did. Thankfully, his parents did not renege on their promise, and several times they did bring him over to our house so I could spend time with him. Each time he came over, it felt as though we were less connected with one another, and that the goodbyes were difficult, but less heart-wrenching than they previously had been. A few years later, during my last year of elementary school, at one of our visits, he let me know that they were now moving to the United States, and that not only would this move most likely end our friendship, but that we might never see one another again. Although I was sad upon him telling me this, I acknowledge that he was most likely right, and he was, for we never saw one another again after his family's move to the U.S. And this was how my first love relationship ended. The song Fireflies by Amanda Lindsay Cook is a love song that seems fitting for this episode. I hope you enjoy the song. Cool summer night was spent watching the fireflies dance in the light of the moon. Who would have guessed that what we thought was real was so fragile and ended so soon? I miss what we had together. We promised each other forever. It a long time ago I don't even know I barely recognize the places That we used to go I've lost track of time It seems like just yesterday But you're slipping away You're slipping away Cool 
go I don't even know I can't recognize the places that we used to go I've lost track of time It seems like just yesterday But you're slipping How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? A missionary traveled to a remote area in Paraguay only to find that the people had already heard all about Jesus on the radio. They were eager to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Media reaches every corner of the globe. Why not use it to spread the message of hope through Jesus Christ? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Having a first love at such a young age may surprise some of you. Others will understand as you too can point to where at a young age you felt you had a first love. Whatever your experience, when we love someone, there are risks involved in loving them. And one is that at some point we may have to say goodbye to them. The quote by Alfred Lord Tennyson, It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, was given to me as a young teenager, and at the time I disagreed with it. However, as life has gone on, I must admit I have come to agree with the quote, and find myself extremely grateful for the many friendships and several relationships I have been or am presently involved in. Each one has shaped me in some way and brought richness into my life, even if the relationship ended with a painful goodbye. As a follower of Jesus Christ, I am grateful that he has become my first love, that his love for me never ends, and that goodbye is not a part of having a relationship with him, for he promises I will live in eternity with him. Jesus is the only source of unconditional love, and he invites all of us to get to know him. Here are some of his words of invitation to us as found in the Bible, in the book of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 21, and I will read them from the message. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his Son, his one and only Son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his Son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates Godlight and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure. But anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes Godlight, so the work can be seen for the God work it is. 
and a few more words of invitation from Jesus Christ found in the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 7, and I will read them from the New Living Translation. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am, and you know the way to where I am going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. I hope you have given some thought to these invitations Jesus Christ has made to all of us. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.